And we are back. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. And in this video, I'm going to be breaking down the six-game NBA DFS slate on DraftKings. Uh, the sponsor of today's video, that is going to be Parlay Play. Guys, if you're not familiar with Parlay Play, they are a player prop site. You're building out slips of player props. You can win up to 155x your money. All the different sports they offer are up here at the top. And uh, yes, if you guys do want to give it a try, you can use the code DKDFS or the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus. Uh, so basically, if you click the link and deposit, um, you'll get $100. You'll get a free $100 to play with on the site. And uh, yes, recapping tonight for DFS, my night was over very quick. Um, Kyle Anderson injury. Um, I played Lonnie Walker at low ownership. He shot 0% from the field. I had a lot of exposure to Atlanta, Utah. That game was a massive blowout. So uh, just you know, very, very uh, forgettable day for myself for DFS. Um, but yeah, if you guys are looking for more content, as always, you can check out my Patreon links down below. DFS or for, or for uh, player prop stuff. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, first game here, we got Dallas and Toronto. So Dallas side, you saw you had a huge game from Luka uh, tonight, 87 in a tough matchup there in Cleveland. I mean, he can go off any single matchup. So I think, you know, Luka and Kyrie are always uh, playable for me. They're going to play big minutes and, and, you know, obviously do everything for the team offensively. So no issue if you want to get to 12K Luka or 9-3 Kyrie. Uh, P.J. Washington has been playing big minutes in the starting lineup. The production hasn't really been there for him, uh, but the minutes should be there. It's just that he's not really the same player on the Hornets, uh, you know, shifting over here to Dallas. He's really not doing a ton offensively. The center rotation is pretty gross right now. Basically running three guys. Lively's been starting, but, you know, minutes have not been amazing on him. Gafford barely played tonight. They went to some Kleba. Um, I don't really feel good about any of these centers. I guess if I had to pick one, it probably would be Lively. And just hope he plays around 20 minutes because he is a good point per minute guy and has been starting. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dante Axum is expected to be available, so that kind of hurts those secondary plays like Josh Green and Tim Hardaway Jr. Not really sure if there's anything else to mention here. Derek Jones Jr. almost out of the rotation, too. He only played, I believe, seven minutes tonight. Nine minutes tonight. Um, all right, let's talk about Toronto. So Toronto, the big news is Jakob Pertl is questionable, so he missed, or he played in the most recent game but could not return the ankle injury. So very, very important because if he does not play, you should get Olenek in the starting lineup. If Olenek starts, I would say it'd probably be the best value in the slate. Would expect him to play 30-ish minutes, maybe a little bit more. Um, and then if there's no Pirtle and Olenek starts, backup five, I mean, they could try to go small ball against Dallas. They could dust off like maybe a Chris Boucher um, for a little bit or John Tay Port or something like that. But um, I don't think I'd really mess with any of the backups there. Uh, as far as the top end guys go, I mean, you're getting big minutes in usage right now for Scotty Barnes, 37, 38 minutes over the last couple games. Stuff in the stashy. He had a huge game last time out, so... Uh, and he's you know reasonable price point. Emmanuel quickly 7K. Also been playing really solid minutes, averaging like mid-30s minutes over the last four games. Production's bounced back a bit for him. We know he's going to be a relative usage player as well. Uh, RJ Barrett at 6.8K. He should play low to mid-30s minutes. Uh, production's come down a little bit for him, but reasonable price point and uh, nice eligibility. Uh, what else? Gary Trent Jr. is 4.7. I mean, you know the drill of Gary Trent Jr. right now, right? He's scoring dependent, but he's been averaging about 30 minutes or so in the starting lineup. If he's making a shot, he does have a relatively high ceiling. Bruce Brown's been coming out the bench. Minutes have not been amazing. He played 16 minutes in their most recent game. Um, I, I think you, on average, you probably expect him to play, you know, low to mid 20s minutes, which at 4K does make him a viable value option. Grady Dick's been firmly in the rotation as well. You know, 20 plus minutes now in four of the last five games. Uh, Dick is relatively scoring dependent, but, um, yeah, he's 
relatively cheap. I think I would rather get to Gary Trent for a little bit more, but uh, Dick's still playable for value. Uh, Agbachi is 3.7K. You know, his minutes have slowly ticked up, but again, not really a great part per minute player. Um, all right, let's talk about New Orleans and the Pacers. So this is pretty important. Pelicans, I was surprised, honestly, CJ sat tonight uh, because he practiced in full yesterday, so I was fully expecting him to play. Also, it's a back-to-back, so Zion could sit here, so keep an eye on that. Alvarado, Dyson Daniels still out, so the Pelicans kind of tough to talk about. If everyone's in, if Zion, Ingram, and CJ are all in, then I think those main three guys are are all you know, decent options because the matchup, but no standouts. If you get one of these, you know, guys sitting out or resting, then the other two are going to look like really good plays and a good match against the Pacers. So we'll just keep an eye on the news there with McCollum and with Zion at a back-to-back. JV, the minutes have just not been there for him. Now the price has come down to a point where he's probably playable in tournaments, but I don't think you can expect more than like 25 minutes from him on average. You're getting him and Nance basically splitting center position. I talked about this in the Patreon stream, and I knew what was going to happen too. I've been playing Trey Murphy so many times when this team's on shorthanded recently. And every single time, the guy cannot hit a broadside of a barn, right? He's shooting like 2% from the field when I play him, all right? Finally, and I mean finally faded him tonight. I told everyone, all right, I'm finally fading Trey Murphy. Uh, so lock in like a career game from him. Finally faded him. 50 bomb for Trey Murphy. A 50 bomb. When I finally fade. And there's people on this planet that think they can possibly run worse, right? What? So annoying. But yeah, Pelicans, this is an early game, so we will get the news before lock. As far as the Pacers go, we got Naismith questionable. Naismith news is somewhat important because if he misses, you should get big minutes for Benedict Matherin. Matherin's been playing huge minutes since being inserted to the starting lineup, averaging like 35 minutes a game. Um, he's played extremely well. And the last game was definitely an outlier. That one tilted me too. I faded him that night. Just career game. But um, nice eligibility shooting guard, small forward. And uh, again, he's playing big minutes right now without Naismith. So um, that's definitely important to keep an eye on there. Uh, the stats there. Naismith, as far as Halliburton goes, he had a really bad game last time out. But um, he still should see low to mid thirties minutes. We haven't seen him play 35 plus minutes in a while. So that is the one downside, like not no huge minutes upside right now on Halliburton, but still a guy that can go for 50 plus easily in that time. And he was relatively popular last slate and it was a bust. So I think it'll be pretty low owned tomorrow. Siakam at 8k kind of indifferent on him. Production's been a little bit up and down, but on average, I think you probably get mid thirties minutes from him. Miles Turner minutes have slowly ticked up. He's averaging close to 30 minutes over the last five games, which is good to see because Turner's not a bad point per minute player. Um, so that is something to note there. As far as the rest of Indiana goes, I mean, you got Nemhart at 5K. Should play around 30 minutes or so, but not the best point player playing alongside Halburn. He's usually someone I like to get to when Halburn's out. You'll probably get a little bit of TJ McConnell as well. Um, he's been averaging, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a game off the bench, and he is a good point per minute player. Um, Jalen Smith is 4K. I'll probably play around 15 minutes or so. He's always a viable punt play because he's not a bad point per minute guy. Will be top in 3.5K, but averaging, you know, high teens minutes, another reasonable play. Um, these guys all look riskier, though, if Naismith does play. Cleveland and Chicago. So Cleveland should be fully healthy on a back-to-back. Um, Mitchell leading the way, obviously, 9.4K. You should get close to 40 minutes from him in a competitive game, like high 30s, I think, on average. Um, the minutes have ticked down on Evan Mobley. He didn't even close last game, which is something to note. Uh, definitely surprising. So that does worry me a little bit with Mobley. Jared Allen, 7.4K against a big you know, Chicago team, probably plays low to mid-30s minutes. I think he's pretty safe. Darius Garland at 6.9K, just indifferent on him. Uh, last couple games with Mitchell in 33 and 32. So eh, don't love it, don't hate it. 
Struce had a huge game in the fourth quarter there, uh, but not a ton else to mention here for Cleveland. Now, Chicago, there's something to mention here. So Caruso got a little bit banged up. He hurt his hamstring. He was able to return. However, against big team, Chicago has shown they will start Drummond, and this is a big team. So last time against Cleveland, Drummond started and played 28 minutes. Keep a close, close eye on the starting lineup. But if Andre Drummond starts, I love him here. I mean, even off the bench tonight, he played 20 minutes. We know Drummond's a really good point-per-minute player. Not a great real-life player, but really good for fantasy. So if Drummond starts, I really like him. Uh, Vucevic, 7.9K. He's got power forward eligibility. Makes him easy to get to. I, I think he's a pretty solid option. DeRozan, 7.6. Kobe White, 7.3. They're going to play big minutes. Ayo DeSumo also should play close to 40 minutes. Uh, if there's no Caruso, like if Caruso can't go tomorrow, uh, DeSumo probably looks a little bit better. Um, so, yeah. Uh, definitely keep an eye on the starting lineup, but if Drummond starts, I think he'd be my preferred option there on Chicago. Um, all right, let's talk about Memphis and Minnesota. No Kennard, no Pippen. Conchar is doubtful. Um, Jaron Jackson continues to lead the way uh, offensively for this team in usage. The only the only concern with him is this team's not great, so there's always blowout risk right now and you know potential foul trouble. But clearly a high ceiling there for Jaron Jackson. Vince Williams been playing a lot of the point guard position. You know, last game was a massive blowout, but uh, before that, in competitive games, eight assists, seven assists, seven assists, nine assists. So, relatively high floor. Uh, again, if this game does stay competitive, Jaron and Vince Williams probably a big reason why. Uh, Santi Claus, Aldama minutes, but a little bit all over the place. Five K, more of a tournament play for me. Uh, Zaire Williams, been starting. You know, was pretty bad last time out, but previous to that, thirty and thirty six minutes makes him a solid value. He was relatively popular. Was a letdown last late. Gigi Jackson. Actually, has the second highest uh, usage rate on his team over the last five games. Uh, really struggled with a shot last game, one of 13. But again, he's you know coming off the bench. He's playing good minutes, and he's right now the second highest usage player on this team over the last five games. So definitely saw some interest in Gigi Jackson. And then we've got to consider some of these value plays as well. Lamar Stevens, 4.3. We probably see around 20 minutes or so from him. Jordan Goodwin is 4K. We know he's not a bad point per minute player. He's been out of the rotation, but... Oh, wait, hold on. Um, agreed to a contract. I want to make sure. Okay, we'll set to expire, but they gave him another two-way. I think he'll probably be in the rotation if Conchar doesn't play, um, which Conchar is doubtful. So I think you could, you could see a little bit of uh, of Jordan Goodwin. Um, Derek Rose, you know, he's been playing about 15 or so minutes a game. He's close to min-price. He's not a bad point for player, so I actually don't hate it. Um, but, um, yeah, I want to keep an eye on, like... I'm surprised Goodwin hasn't been playing recently, but hmm, okay. Again, okay, no Canard and no Conchar. So I, I think Goodwin will play, right? So rotation, what? Jaron one, Vince Williams two, Aldama three, GG four, Zaire five, Lamar Stevens six, what? D Rose seven. Yeah, I think Goodwin's got to play. Goodwin eight. You probably see a little Laravia. I mean, this map seems really bad, but um, you do have a lot of these guys are relatively cheap. Minnesota is another team we got to keep a close eye on the news. So Carly Towns missed the game tonight with personal reasons. Anthony Edwards limped off the court, looked bad, somehow returned, and slow-mo uh, injured himself tonight and could not return. So Minnesota could be really shorthanded. Like, I would not be shocked if Anthony Edwards can't play tomorrow. If Cat is still out and slow-mo's out too, I mean, then we're looking to a team where, like, we're just loading up in Minnesota. It would probably be like, Mike Conley, Nas Reed season, Gobert play huge minutes, my boy NAW to play huge minutes, maybe McDaniels could finally have a decent game, he's been horrific over the last month, Monte Morris by had to play big minutes as well, 
And you'd probably get like one of these young guys, one or two of these young guys dusted off. So Minnesota could be extremely shorthanded. If Ant and Carlton Towns are both in, then it's, you know, same as always with Minnesota. They're, they're still going to run a relatively tight rotation. And the big, the main three guys would all look good. And Anthony Edwards, Cat, and Gobert because they're a good matchup. But there would be some blowout risk. Um, so, yeah, keep it close, close eye in Minnesota. Sacramento and Denver. So, Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox is status up in there. He's questionable. Um, another pretty, pretty big one because if he misses, uh, Malik Monk, I want to say it was what, like a 40% assist percentage and like 30% usage rate when, when Fox is off the court. Um, now, Monk did not close last game, which was a bit of a surprise, but previous to that, he's been averaging close to 30 minutes a game, so he would uh, benefit. I don't think he would start. They'd probably do something like starting Davion Mitchell or a Keon Ellis. We've seen when Fox misses games, that's what they usually do. Um, Sabonis, I think, would role wouldn't really change a ton if Fox misses, but he's been playing really well of late. Super high floor plus ceiling. Um, these wings would look a little bit better. Fox, Hanko, guys like Murray and Herter and Barnes, right? If Fox is in, uh, that I think Fox himself is a pretty solid tournament play. Uh, been playing big minutes of late, and I don't think this this price point's enough on him. The only concern, really, I guess, would be maybe a little bit of blood rest on the road in Denver. Talk about Denver. They're fully healthy. I mean, Jokic is like out of his mind. Last, last game, that was an insane stat line. 32-16-16. I mean, that is absurd. The game before that, 29-15-14. Like, look at these. Look at these stats. 21-19-15. He's averaging like 80 fancy points a game over the last three games. So, yeah, Jokic looks great. Jamal Murray's dealing with shin splints, but he did play 36 minutes in their most recent game. So I don't think he's on any sort of a limit. And then kind of indifferent on the other pieces, MPJ, Aaron Gordon, KCP. They're all fine filler plays. Um, you know, you, you'll see pop-off games in these guys here and there when the team's fully healthy. But usually it's a lot of Jokic, a lot of Jamal Murray. Um, no real strong takes on any of the value plays either. Let's finish up with the Lakers and the Clippers. Lakers, no wood. Reddish is probable. AD probable. LeBron is uh, questionable. I think LeBron will play. Uh, he's been on the injury report almost every single game this year. Um, Topping guys with AD at 9-8 and LeBron at 9-1. It's relatively close. I think I might still slightly prefer Anthony Davis, but it's pretty close there. Uh, the Lakers have been running a pretty tight rotation. D'Lo, Reeves, they should play mid-30s minutes. But when LeBron and AD are both healthy, these are guys I usually don't get to unless they're really underpriced. Rihashi Moore is 5.3. He's been averaging about 30 minutes a game over the last five games. Feels priced about right. Torian Prince is 3.8. I mean, he's firmly in the rotation. He has been not playing the best of late, but he's relatively cheap. Reddish, I think will be some, still somewhat limited, but he's 3.1K, so for that reason alone, he's playable. Um, you'll probably see a little bit of Jackson A's. Didn't what he's been horrific since coming to the Lakers. Like, really, really, really bad. Uh, but he is, the price is, is down to a point where I guess he's playable too. And finally, the Clippers, the big news is no Paul George confirmed out. Norm Powell started from last game and played 37 minutes. If Powell starts again, which I think he will, he stands out as a really good play at 4.8K. And then Kawhi and Harden both get a usage bump. Harden gets a nice assist bump as well. These guys should play, you know, high 30s minutes, assuming the game's as competitive, which it should. So both Harden and Kawhi, I think, look really, really good at their respective price points. Avicii Zubach, a little revenge game. He played 33 minutes in their most recent game. I think if he avoids foul trouble, he's probably playing around 30 minutes. Westbrook is 5.3. Surprisingly, did not see minutes bump without Paul George, but I do think it's more likely he sees more minutes. Like, I think he has the, the opportunity to play more minutes. It's a better, better chance, I guess. Um, we've seen games where Westbrook has played around 30 minutes, and he's not a bad point for a player. So I'm intrigued by him for tournaments. I think Paul's more optimal, but it, it will be very interesting to see what the ownership gap is between Paul and Westbrook tomorrow. And then, yeah, Terrence Mann, 4.4. He played 39 minutes. I don't think you can get 39 minutes again from Terrence Mann, but... I do think he probably plays 30-plus minutes here, 4.4K. He stands out as a decent value play. 
Probably see a little bit of Amir Coffee as well. He's 3.4. He's playable. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for the Clippers, and that's going to do it for the video as well. That's always, guys, you do enjoy. Just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Thanks again for watching, as always, and I'll see you all in the next video.